Hey, welcome to the Healing She Got Faith show. I am Lily. I am the founder of Healing She Got Faith, and I am the host of the Healing She Got Faith talk show. Healing She Got Faith is an organization that was created for adults who are dealing with grief and or on their self-love journey. During this talk show, we talk about grief, healing, self-love. There will be some trigger warnings. There will be some laughs. We give ourselves affirmation, but overall, we are encouraging you to love you the way you love the world okay so we are so glad that you are here thanks for tuning in continue to love yourself and as always we are here to see a healed world not a grieving world okay so yes thank you all for tuning in Monday. Hey y'all. Okay. So I just recorded like 20 minutes of this episode and my mic was on mute. Oh my God. I'm so freaking mad. Like, and there was no way for me to get that freaking content. So I have to start all over again. Y'all like, ah, oh, I can't believe I freaking did that. Happy Monday. y'all. <laughs> Welcome to the healer. She got fake show. If you are new here, my name is Lily. I am the founder of Healing She Got Faith. I am also the host of the Healing She Got Faith talk show, okay? Um, if you are a consistent listener, follower, welcome, y'all. I love y'all so much. Thank you for coming back every week and giving me feedback. Y'all, I'm so mad. I just cannot believe I did that. So, I have to try to remember everything I just freaking said. Ugh. Okay, anyways. So... I actually am not picking a card today because I'm just not feeling it. I'm not into like it's a Monday and it's definitely like Monday and I try not to be that way. But today's definitely definitely just like one of those Mondays where it is taking everything out of me to do what I need to do because I I'm just fatigued. I'm tired. Um, I just honestly I just want to lay in bed and like start over. But, like, the other part is, like, there's nothing wrong with me. You know, like, nothing bad happened. Nothing else happened. Like, I'm just, like, at this place where I'm just, like, uh, it's Monday. Like, I just don't feel like doing anything. And I really don't feel like doing anything because I just spent 20 minutes recording for this episode. And ah, the mic was on mute. <laughs> this, is why, this is why I need a team, y'all. This is why I need a team so I can stop doing this stuff by myself, Okay. Oh, I'm getting there, though. So, yeah, I don't want to pick a card today. I'm just not feeling it. But I did want to talk about my healing journey a little bit because, um, as some of you might know, I have been on this six-month healing journey challenge that I have started um, with myself. I really, and I took some of the ideas from two TikTok creators and just kind of did my own thing with it. And... This is month six, so this is the last month. I'm not really sure what the rest of 2022 is going to look like. I've just been doing a lot of reflection. And so um, this morning I had therapy. Um, I've been doing therapy real early in the morning, like 6 a.m. And one of the things that I like told my therapist today was I have started to notice the effects of me taking my healing journey more serious than I ever have. And I've seen the effects on different aspects of my life. And so last night, my period also came. 
And so that's probably why I've been so fatigued on top of like doing this grand opening, but also too, like there just come side effects with your period. And so it makes sense as to why this weekend, all I wanted to do was sleep. It makes sense as to all I did was sleep yesterday because last night my period definitely made its entrance for this month. And so one of the things I talked to my, my, um, my therapist about was I can see the difference in my period since I started taking my healing journey seriously. So prior to my healing journey, my periods used to be ferocious. I really felt like I had like a mental illness diagnosis, like bipolar, schizophrenia, personality disorder. I mean, something um, within the last years, research has come out about PM, PMDD versus PMS. I do have a blog and maybe even a podcast episode somewhere out there about this. I'm not going to get into details because I don't have my notes and I don't want to miseducate anybody. But research had came out about PMDD and it started to really make me wonder, like, well, maybe this is what I'm suffering from versus thinking that like I'm bipolar or schizophrenia, because those are very serious diagnoses. Like those diagnoses are taken very, very serious. And I've witnessed people in my family. I've witnessed people that I really love and know um, and people who've just been close to my family have like the schizophrenia and bipolar diagnosis. And it's no joke. Like it can be scary, especially if you are not taking it seriously. So when this research came out, I wanted to get in and talk to my OBGYN, but I just have this weird relationship with the medical system. And, you know, there are just some doctors who, they're the doctors, they know what they're talking about. When they don't see anything wrong with you, they're sticking to it. Cool. So I've kind of just been dealing with my woman issues on my own. Prior to this, my whole life, like my periods have just been terrible. Like I was the person who had like a seven to 10 day period. I had cramps. I was bleeding heavy. I would have to wear tampons and pads. I would have to double up on pads. Like it, it's always just been terrible. It's always just been a very bad experience for me. So as I've entered into this healing journey, as I've taken my healing journey way above anything that I've ever, 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 ever thought I could, I've started to see my healing in different, in different parts of like just different parts of my life. Um, just different parts of my life. And so one of the things that I told my therapist this morning was I'm now to the point with my period where I just have regular symptoms of my period. I just have re regular symptoms. Like it, it's almost scary because I'm used to like this time of the month just being so horrible for me. <laughs> but like last month it hit me and I, and I was kind of in pain. And so I went on Pinterest and looked up like natural ways to help with cramps and bloating and stuff like that. And so on Pinterest, I found this article about magnesium oil and how you could buy like this bottle from Amazon, spray it directly on the area that hurts. And the magnesium, the magnesium oil has direct contact to the pain. So last month and this month, that's what I've been using. 
and um, it works. And so I've also like been drinking lemon water. I've been making sure to drink a lot more water, period. Um, less caffeine. Um, try to be more active. I'm not the best at like the eating and active part. However, I am at a place where like I could just see that like my healing is starting to take it's starting to affect every part of my life, which is really cool for me. So it's nice to just be like, oh, yeah, I just have like the regular fatigue that comes with being on your period. Great. Like I just have the regular fatigue. Um, it's amazing. Versus like when I first started working with my therapist, like I, if let's say I had like a session with her the day before my period was supposed to come, I would be in tears, y'all. Like not even being able to explain like why am I crying? What is this? I mean, I am like trembling, lip is shaking, nose is shaking, nose is running, like to the point where like I just felt so hopeless. Versus now it's just kind of like okay, my my period lets me know like I need to get my body rest. I need to just be. I just need to be me. Okay, I don't need to be superwoman. I don't need to be the founder of healing. She got faith. Like I just need to be human and give my body the rest that it needs. Cause my body is talking to me. So it feels good to have that. And as I have gotten more into learning about the woman's body, uh, learning about the menstrual period, as I've gotten older, because now I can learn these. Even though I've known these things, I can learn these things with a healed set of eyes. So I see things differently. I have a paradigm shift. There's a perspective difference on it, which is really beautiful to see. But the only way I would have been able to get here is if I would have had it. The only way I was able to get here was because I decided to take healing seriously. And so I'm encouraging all of my listeners today, like you really just have to heal yourself. You have to get to know yourself. There is a way that you can be better. Like we can really be better. I believe that I'm no longer in as much pain as I used to be because I'm starting to let things and people go. I'm starting to be more honest and authentic and open about everything that has been happening. While it is not the easiest thing to do, it is done. And it is something that I believe is truly working itself out. So I wanted to just kind of talk about that today since I didn't want to pick no cards for the icebreaker. I just, yeah, I just wasn't feeling it. And then I really wasn't feeling it after um, I done recorded 20 minutes. <laughs> I ain't gonna let that go. And yeah, so anyways, we need to heal, y'all. We need to heal, okay? And it really is affecting every type every aspect in my life not just like the mental part or the or the emotional part but now at this point it's affecting my physical part so me knowing what I'm putting in my body me knowing how much water I'm drinking today it all has an effect on my actual body and I feel great and it's the first time in my life where like I don't have to complain about like oh I'm cramping or oh I'm this but like yeah like I just have this regular like Fatigue is the first day of my period. You know, most women, that first day is a killer for us. Like, even if it's not painful, it's just we're tired. Our body has a lot going on. We're bleeding a lot, y'all. Like, it's just a lot. And it's it feels good to have, quote, unquote, normal symptoms. So, yeah, that is the icebreaker for today, y'all. Please take your healing journey seriously. I feel like that is why a lot of y'all come to listen and talk here 
Um, it's not easy. I don't want to portray this journey as easy. It has probably been one of the hardest things I've done in my life. Like it takes you to address things that you have never let go. And it takes for you to relearn who you are as a person. Okay. So yeah, let's heal together. So that was the icebreaker. So yeah, so now without further ado, let's jump into episode 39. We are still in the Power of Grief series. Today's topic is, are our relatives who have passed really with us, okay? The last two episodes, we've talked about death and suicide. So um, two episodes ago, which would have been episode 37, we talked about is death a taboo and um, death being part of life. Last week, we talked about suicide and how suicide is not an easy topic of discussion, but it's a topic that we should talk more about. Today, I want to talk about are our relatives who have passed really with us. And actually, I had a dream that kind of fit perfect into this topic. So I thought that was really cool. And I want to share that with you all. Um, but I wanted to bring up this topic because sometimes we lose people. And in this sense, because I know I talk a lot about grief beyond death, but in this sense, we're talking about actual death, like the person's body is no longer here. And we lose people and they're like, oh, you can talk to them. You can pray to them. They hear you. They do this. They do that. But what happens when you're not in a place to be able to understand that or you're not in a place to even believe that at the time or ever? Because that's a possibility too, right? So... Let me say about this dream, y'all. So yesterday, I took like a four-hour nap. It was freaking beautiful, okay? During this four-hour nap, I had a dream about my father. Now, my father died April 12th of 2007. I have two dreams that I remember vividly, okay? The first dream was on April 13th of 2007. So my father died April 12th. So this was literally like... April 12th going into April 13th, I had that dream. Um, in my childhood home, I wake up in the dream and I hear my father cussing. So my father was a cursor. He was one of those people like, F this, F that, where's my effing shoes? And I'm like, why are you getting mad at me? Like, I don't wear your shoes. Like, why are you cussing? Because I, I don't know. I didn't move them. I don't wear them. So like, I wake up from my dream, I walk out my room, walk through the kitchen, walk through the hallway, get to the living room, and there is my father and my little brother sitting on his lap, and they're laughing and playing, and I'm like, <gasps> but in the dream, I realized, like, oh, shit, he just died, like, what you doing here? So I, like, run and jump in him, and I, like, hug him, and I'm like, daddy, like, I love you, did you know that I love you? Like, I just love you so much, like, why did you leave us? And I'm giving him a hug. And I wake up. And so this probably at this point is like a full 24 hours of my father had been dead. I, I remember that dream so vividly. I remember how I felt. I remember what I looked like. I remember the tears. I, I remember. I remember everything. Fast forward a year after that, it was my sweet 16. So he died when I was 15. So naturally, like, I wasn't able to have a quinceanera. So... For my sweet 16, my mom and aunt decided to plan like a quinceanera slash sweet 16. And so for the colors were green. So wear something green. I love green. 
um depending on my mood depends on the shade of green that i like and yeah so anyways um everybody was to wear green so maybe within that week of my sweet 16 i have this dream of my father and he's wearing a button-up long sleeve green shirt okay and so one thing about my father, like he used to wear t-shirts, button-ups, and he used to tuck them into his pants. He either had on slacks or he had on shorts. He had a black belt and he tucked in everything with these $5, $5 Walmart shoes, okay? He had a very simple style. So in the dream again, we're in my childhood home, maybe. I actually don't remember that part. But I know we're in a kitchen, okay? We're in a kitchen. My dad is very silent, but I can see him and he's wearing a green button-up shirt. And then I wake up. When I wake up, I realize, oh, shit, like my dad was telling me happy birthday. And like this, this dope. Like that was like the best birthday gift ever. And so throughout my life, I've had dreams of my father. However, the dreams have consisted of um, me being in the dream being like, you're dead. How are we here? <laughs> like... I, I'm in the dream, having a good time. I can feel him. I can touch him. I can smell him. And then in the dream, I'm like, you're dead. How are we here? Like, that's always how the dream goes. Like, you're dead. What are we doing? Like, stop getting my hopes up, okay? Um, like, I, I just always wake up like, oh, shit. I, like, I had a dream about daddy. So, this weekend, yesterday, during nap time, okay, I go to sleep and I have this dream. I'm in a pickup truck with my father with a baby that I nanny because I do nanny on the side and I think somebody else is there and we're we're driving we're driving somewhere I can feel him I can touch him I can see the white hairs on his arm he has on a Hawaiian shirt with some of khaki shorts that I remember he used to own with his um shoes and we're talking and laughing and kicking and I mean, we're just having a really vulnerable moment together. We get to where we're going. He parks. We get out. When we park, I realize, oh, my dad's taking me to a Chris Brown concert. Now, I'm not the biggest Chris Brown fan. I'm not saying I don't like him, but I'm just not the biggest fan. Like the stuff I know about Chris Brown is based off of social media, the songs and stuff like that. Um, I can't say that I ever sat and listened to a whole album straight through. I heard it was really good. I just, I, I'm just not that person. So us going to the Chris Brown con concert, I don't know the correlation to that. However, Chris Brown was just in St. Louis in August. So I don't know, y'all. But nevertheless, my father was taking me to this, um, my father was taking me to this Chris Brown concert we park we go the concert hasn't started yet we go to this burger king and it looks like a very old school burger king now that i'm talking about the now that i'm talking about the dream out loud when my father was alive there was an old dairy queen a very very old dairy queen that we used to go to the burger king that was in the dream looks very much like the dairy queen so maybe that's where we were but I don't know why the restaurants would change or whatever. Maybe I was dreaming about Burger King. I don't know. Yeah, I don't even eat Burger King for real. But anyways, so I think I go to the bathroom with the baby and I come back and I ask my dad. I'm like, hey, did you order me some food? He was like, yeah, I got you a burger with no onions. I was like, cool. I'll eat that. that that's cool. In my head, I'm like, well, I like onions, but it's cool. You already ordered. We good. We good. We good. 
So while we're waiting for our food, I, there is a friend that walks up. And honestly, I had, I had, and this is in real life, I have not seen this friend, but the, on Friday, I actually did see her. And so in this dream that I had yesterday, she's there, she's getting food, she's talking to my dad, she's talking about the concert and stuff like that. So it was really cool. We all go outside, we're chit chatting, we're talking, we're kind of just waiting for this concert to happen and like I just remember like seeing my dad like he was in this Hawaiian button up he was just so happy and active and I, I'm holding the baby he was active with the baby and it was just a really peaceful dream like we just had a really good time it was almost like a family day night and then I wake up when I wake up I realized oh shit like I had a dream about my dad and then I realized like what we were talking about today are our relatives who have passed really with us and so i thought that dream was very fitting okay i thought it was very fitting because there was a one time where i really did not believe that our loved ones was with us okay before i get into that i do want to say first off when our loved ones pass away there is a different type of relationship it's not that the relationship ends but it's that you have to have a different type of relationship with them. So that does look different for everybody else. That's if you have to go to the graveyard, if you have to go talk to their cremation, if you have to do X, Y, and Z, it is dependent on what you want, on what you have to do. And it also takes a lot of learning and healing. It's not something that once a loved one dies, you figure it out. It takes a lot. So for me, when people be like, oh, she's still with you. In my head, I'm like, no, my parents are not with me. I remember I was graduating and one of my cousins was like, you should just bring the ashes with you. And I'm like, to what? She's like, yeah, why don't you just bring the ashes to like your graduation? I said, so we can lose them. So someone can knock it over and step on them. I'm like, their ashes being there is not what I need. Like I need their physical presence. And they're like, well, you know, you can't have their physical presence. I said, exactly. I can't have them. I wasn't at a place to where I could accept that the spirit was there, the soul was there, or they're even with me. Like, you know, in Lion King, when like um, Simba is looking in the water and uh, Rafiki goes, he's in you. You know, like I just wasn't at that space where I could like really believe that. Like I just I just wasn't there. And it took me a long time to get there. Um, I was not one nor am i one to this day who can see and feel that they are with me that i don't have the sense of like the physical like when people be like oh my mom's here oh my dad's here there are different things that i'll get into detail about details about that happen but like i'm just not one that's like oh yeah i'm about to go to this place because i can feel my mom's presence like no i just i'm just not that person y'all and i've had to become okay with that because a lot of people you know especially like in the spiritual and religious world, like a lot of people are just like, oh, you got to be in tune. You got to be grounded. And I do still feel like you can be all of those things, but sometimes like it just doesn't work out for you. And I don't think we talk about that enough. Like you could do everything right. You could do everything that everybody's telling you to do. And like some shit just don't work out for you. Like it just doesn't, you know, we can't, you can't be mad that someone doesn't feel the way that you feel or doesn't see what you see. Like it's just not working out for that. One thing I will say, though, for a very long time, and even to this day, 
after my mom died, everywhere I went, I would hear music that reminded me of my parents. And I knew that someone somewhere was trying to talk to me. Prime example, I was in Miami for a bachelorette party with my bestie and the bride team, okay? And we're at the strip and we are just going bar to bar, club to club. And out of nowhere, we walk in front of this one club and they are playing Spanish music that my mom used to play. Mind you, we're not in an environment that like this really would have been the place that it would have happened. Like it was mostly like they playing Cardi B, Meg Thee Stallion, Migos, and like we're just kind of going, you know, bar hopping pretty much. But I get to this one, and it, I think if I'm not mistaken, it was like a strip club. Like we get there and they're playing music, like this Spanish music that I know my mom used to listen to, and I'm like, this is so weird, and so. I like, I kind of take a break. I kind of isolate myself from the group because I have to get myself together. Like, I'm like, yo, this lady is not trying to talk to me in the middle of freaking Miami at a daggone strip club um, at a bachelorette party. Like, this lady is not doing this to me. Like, ain't no way. Ain't no way. And so it, it took me a while to find my place where I thought my loved ones were. Um, based off of what the Christian church had taught me, my parents were going straight to hell based off of that i also um struggled with you know at that time was there a heaven and hell were my parents on earth where were they i had issues with the soul like where is the soul where are they going and so i had i, I struggled with that to this day i still think i struggle with that but i've just become more comfortable with the unknown like i'm just not really sure what is real what is not real where do people go is there a heaven? Is there a hell? So I, I struggle with that. And I'm, you know, I'm being very honest in that, you know, I think based off of my Christian belief, there is a heaven and hell, but also based off of everything that the Christian church has taught me, my parents are burning in hell, like based off of that. And so I have a problem with that. I have a problem. I have a problem with that, especially with the way both of my parents died. Like I have a very big problem with that. So I've had to become okay with the unknown, I've had to be okay with like, Lisa, you may never know the answer to that. You may never know what that looks like. Because also too, based off of the Christian belief, if they are in hell, my parents can't come and talk to me. So I've had to become okay with that. I've had to become okay with, I may not necessarily actually believe what the Christian church has taught me about heaven and hell. I may not actually align with that type of teaching. I've had to become okay with that. Um, and because of my belief, it has taken me to a place of where I've had to like really sit down with God and talk to God about like where I'm at, which honestly, I don't fit the quote unquote normal relationship that the Christians really try to portray with God. I also don't fit into like other spirituality. So like right now, I'm just kind of thugging it out with God. Like, I'm just kind of like, okay, like, this is where I'm at. This is what it is. Anyways, that's not what I'm here to talk to you about. What I am here to talk to you about is I'm trying to be honest with you all where I was not the person who really thought that my parents could hear me, see me, visit me, be here with me. 
I was not comfortable with that. I was not comfortable with when my people die, I still have access to them. Okay. One of the things that like a lot of my families had talked about, like they pray to them, you know, we have ancestors and we do the altars and we sacrifice like fruit and food to them. We put food out on the holidays. I just was at this weird place where I'm like, I just, I don't have the strength or power to sit here and talk to people who have died because I don't know. I don't know. And so I can't say that I sit up here and talk to my mom and dad. I can't say that I talk to my friends who have passed. I can't say that I talk to my ancestors. But what I do do is I do things in their memory. I am trying to live the life of my friend who passed away when he was just 20. I am trying to live the life that I know my parents wanted. I am trying to break the general the generational curses of my that my grandparents could never even imagine that my great grandparents couldn't imagine i am i have formed an organization about grief based off of everything that my family has left from generation to generation to generation so i may not be able to talk to them but i'm doing stuff in their memory i'm doing things that represent my ancestors and represent my parents and represent all the friends that i have lost in a sense that we are, you know, I, th this is my form of healing. This is my form of connecting with them. Okay. To answer the question of the show, are our relatives who have passed really with us? I'm going to say this. Yes. I do think they are with us. I think they are within us. I, I believe Lion King was on to something when Rafiki told Simba, like, all you have to do is look within you to see your dad, to see Mufasa. Like, okay, I thoroughly believe that. If you're on YouTube, like, I have a necklace that has my mom's um, ashes in it. When my dad died, I had a dog tag that had his face on it, and, it, and I had, like, a quote of his engraving it. I don't know where that dog tag is. Since my dad died, I have moved so much, so a lot of my dad's stuff I've lost, which breaks my heart. And that's another thing. Like, how can I be connected when I don't even have, like, any of his stuff, any of my mom's stuff, um, which I do have some of my mom's stuff, mostly clothes and stuffed animals, but nevertheless, like, I have it. Um, but even with that being said, um, I've had to find a way to connect to my loved ones who have passed. So, yes, I do believe our relatives who have passed are really with us, but, but there is a certain a certain way that we have to connect to them, which that is a very personal journey. That's a very personal thing. How I connect to my parents is not going to be how you connect to yours. I just have an issue with talking to people who I can't physically see. Even when I believe, when I started to believe in God, even when I first started going to church, that was an issue. Like, how am I supposed to talk to this God that I can't even see? So that's just part of my personality, who I am. I've had to work day in and day out to really figure out what that looks like and what it is and what it's not, y'all. Like, the thing about this healing journey and the thing about addressing your grief is that you have to find your place. And nobody wants to talk about that. I'm not, nor will I ever be the person that would be like, five ways to grieve. Because I can't tell you that. 
I can tell you my experience. I can tell you my authenticity. I can tell you my truth and I can tell you how I've done things. But I cannot sit here and give you a plan A, B, or C to get through what you need to get through. I can ask you questions to help you, to help guide you to where maybe you think you should be. But at the end of the day, y'all, I had to figure this out on my own. My mom and dad is not here. And it's hard because even now I talk to family members who remember my parents in a different light than what I remember them. And having that conversation with, like, with my family, like, well, you remember my parents when they were in their 20s. My parents did not have me until they're 30. So unfortunately, I only know my parents 35 up, like 35 and up, okay? I don't know them when they were in their 20s. I don't know how they were when they were in the 15s. I don't think I've ever even seen a picture of my mother as a child. I've never seen a picture of my grandmother. So I don't even have the connection. And let me tell you, one of my oldest cousins, she found a picture of my great-grandfather and I felt so connected to this picture, y'all. Like, I felt so connected to him. Like, I am building an altar in my building, and his picture is going to be there. I felt his presence within that picture. That's the first time I've ever looked at a picture of someone who has passed away, and I felt that, okay? So I do believe, and I do believe that my ancestors are watching me. Like, my, my grandfather... On my dad's side, I know he's watching me. He's probably closer to my sister because that was his book, okay? My uncle on my dad's side, like, I know his presence is here. I can see him within my cousins. Um, my, my mom had a sister that died right before her. I'm very close to that set of cousins. I know my aunt is here. I can see her within her kids. Um, I had an uncle who was my mom's youngest brother. I'm close with his daughter and... And, and actually, while we're speaking on this, I'm close to his daughter. She lives in Puerto Rico. I'm sending Puerto Rico love, light, prayers, and resources, um, strength, and just power to that island. And I spoke to her yesterday, and she was letting me know about the updates and, you know, how bad Puerto Rico actually is. And But um, I've never, I never met that uncle, her father, until he was pretty much on his deathbed. So I really never met him, but I've built this relationship with her and I'm able to get to know my uncle through my cousin, because again, they're, they live within us, the alive ones. Okay. Um, my friend, Michael, I, you know, that was a death that I took very hard. He died when he was only 20. And so, actually, one of my friends actually sent me videos of him singing. And, whew, I felt that connection. I feel like Michael is with me every single day. I feel like Michael is whispering in my ears to, like, tell me to keep going. Like, he sings to me, okay? Again, music. Music is this is this, is the language in my life. And that's how most, that's how I connect to most things. And, again, on these days that can be so hard september to pretty much the end of january is my grieving season because that's just where everything happened you have your typical grieving season which is like entering the holidays and then for me that's kind of when everything bad started happening okay so like september 1st to like january 29th like after January 29th, I'm pretty much cool. But these next, the season, I'm just like, I'm always kind of like, oh, I don't know what I'm going to do. 
this year I feel prepared. I feel happy. I don't feel like stressed or sad. But when these days, when those days actually start coming, that might look different for me, you know. But as of right now, I feel like I'm doing everything that I'm that I can do. So, you know, I've never been the person to really believe that like the person can hear us and. I say this, one of my friends, I went to her mom's grave with her over the weekend. She was visiting St. Louis and me and her were talking. We went to the mom's grave. We were kind of just sitting there talking. And then the family to the grave site right next to her mom, they came and they were talking to the stone. They, they had left flowers and little fans and spinny things. And they were like, oh, yeah, like you can talk to them like they can hear you and she just spinning like the lady walked up. It was just like the lady had walked up. It was just like, oh, you just spinning. Do you feel do you feel your daughter's presence and stuff? So, you know, just saying stuff like that. And, you know, she just saying like they can hear you. Like if y'all talk like they can hear you. And in my head, I'm just like, bro, like I have a whole theory about this because it's very hard for me to be comfortable to talk. And if my friend wanted to talk to her mom in that sense, then please, by all means, do. And I was there to support her in that. But also, too, for me, it's hard. Like, I like my parents were cremated. So, like, I can literally go and grab their ashes. I carry my mom with me. Like, I could literally, like, just go and talk to her. And there are times where, like, I might, like, drop her or forget to put her out. I'm like, oh, my, I forgot to put you on. Or, oh, my, like, why you let me do that? Which is new for me. But also, too, like, that's probably the extent that I have to, like, to talking. But I also do stuff in remembrance of the people that I've lost. And I do things to celebrate them. But also, too, I, I believe my, my life changes and my paradigm shift and my perspective takes a toll and has really, really been honoring those who I have lost and so yeah I do think our relatives who have passed are with us but it's really up to you what that looks like so yeah yeah <laughs> yes they're with us um housekeeping y'all the grand opening of the healing community center is October 23rd 1 p.m. to 4 p.m. We are taking donations. You can RSVP on Eventbrite. Check us out on social media. Um, yeah, we are sending love and light to Puerto Rico. It is also Latinx Heritage Month, also known as Hispanic Heritage Month. So we are celebrating our Latinx heritage. We are sending love and light to anybody that's going through grief. Yeah, and I, you know, we are sending love lines to anybody that's just having a, a rough Monday, okay? <laughs> um, you know, these topics aren't the easiest to talk about, but I know they need to be talked about. And so that's kind of why I come in here and just be authentic with y'all, let y'all know, like, what we're doing, what we're discussing. These things need to be spoke about, y'all. And so... I want to send you off with love and light. I want you to have a good rest of your Monday. Enjoy your life. Smile. Do something for yourself today. I love you, but I also want you to love you the way you love the world. All right, guys. I will catch you next Monday, but don't forget we have blogs on Wednesday, so you don't have to miss us so bad. Check us out on Wednesdays. 
But I will catch you here next Monday, y'all. Talk to you later. Bye, guys.